Park Hopping Podcast, number 64, Her First Time, part one. Celebrating 11 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 64, the podcast that proves anyone can have their own podcast. All you need is a microphone. Previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, we discussed the Hidden Mickeys, a filled guide to Walt Disney World's best kept secrets, and the Hidden Mickeys, a filled guide to Disneyland Resort's best kept secrets, books by Stephen M. Barrett, and published by the Intrepid Traveler. Today on the Park Hopping Podcast, I want to talk about first times. You see, it was the summer of either 1975 or maybe 1976. I'm not totally sure which. I was pretty young at the time, and it was over 30 years ago. Anyway, it was the summer, that summer, whichever one it was, that my mom and dad took me on a great American vacation. As I've mentioned before, this was a grand trip where we drove from Texas to California, stopping along the way to visit such national landmarks as the Grand Canyon, the Petrified Forest, and Newspaper Rock before ending up at the original Disneyland just 20 or so years after it opened. Uh, just a decade after Walt had passed away, actually. And early enough that there wasn't even a space mountain yet. Not that I would have wanted to ride it, mind you. I wasn't a big fan of scary rides yet, but I did love the Haunted Mansion. And that one with the fireflies that looked like they were outside at night even though you weren't. Uh, but that's not important right now. It was during this trip that I not only made my first visit to Disneyland, but also my first visit to Walt Disney World, which at the time consisted of just the Magic Kingdom theme park. Back then, I really didn't hear anyone calling the park the Magic Kingdom. Everyone just called it Disney World. Years later, when Epcot opened in 1982, you'd often hear people saying stuff like how they were going to Disney World, one word, on Monday, then Epcot, one word but actually made up of five initials, on Tuesday correcting people about how Walt Disney World, three words, was the name of the entire property, and that the theme park was the Magic Kingdom, was one of the first things I ever did that probably qualified me as one of those Disney theme park fanatics. And to this day, I still occasionally see a reference to Disney World written as one word when someone clearly who isn't one of those Disney theme park fanatics writes about the Florida Vacation Kingdom. And now that Epcot, five initials, is just Epcot with one capitalized letter and the rest in lowercase, I only get to correct someone when they refer to it as Epcot Center, two words, the first letter in all upper... Well, you get the idea, which it hasn't been in ages. But I digress, though this is important to the story, because it was here in 1975 or 1976, I'm not totally sure which, I was pretty young at the time and it was over 30 years ago, that I made my very first visit to Walt Disney World. I, I think I mentioned that already. Anyway, in the years that followed, I would make many more vacation trips to Florida, watching Walt Disney World, the entire property, grow from just the Magic Kingdom, which a lot of people call Disney World, one word, to a place now made up of four theme parks, plus a bunch of other stuff I'll probably never get around to having the time, money, or desire to experience. Though that snow-covered water park does look pretty cool. Oh, right, right, digressing, sorry. So, since that 1975 or 76 first visit, I've gotten to make a first visit to see Epcot, all initials with dots in the middle, during its first year. Then my trip to see the Disney MGM Studios, back before it had a Tower of Terror or Rock and Roller Coaster or Fantasmic or Lights Motor Action Stunt Show. Man, no wonder we thought it was just a half-day park back then. And of course, there was my first trip to see Disney's Animal Kingdom during its first year. 
but we only get one first visit. After that, repeat trips may offer a first ride on a new attraction or a first viewing of a new show. In a way, it's kind of like watching movies. I also know there was a first time seeing Star Wars way back when it first opened in theaters in 1977. And yes, there was a first time seeing The Empire Strikes Back, but by then, I'd already been exposed to the whole Star Wars universe, so the impact of seeing a lightsaber again just wasn't quite as... impacting. I guess what I'm saying is that, though the opening of a new theme park at Walt Disney World would be a heck of a first visit, there's probably nothing quite as surprisingly wonderful as the very first time we set foot in a Disney vacation resort. The more we go, the more we get used to the whole concept of just what it means to be a Disney vacation resort and what it offers. We expect to see Disney-style dark rides or animatronics or gift shops and $3 sodas. So while my Florida first time happened over three decades ago, I've been lucky enough to experience it again, second-hand at least, through the eyes of friends I've brought with me. In the past 12 years or so, I've taken a number of first-timers to Disney, and each time I've gotten something new out of the experience myself. For instance, the first time I brought a girlfriend with me to the parks, she liked chasing characters. I'd never done that before, and I haven't done it since, but I did have a remarkably fun time helping her track down Tigger and Pooh and all the rest for autographs for her book. That trip may have even been my first time since I was a kid that I had my photo taken with Mickey or a princess. Another time during a work trip to Irvine, California, I treated a co-worker friend of mine to a short Disneyland visit. He wasn't a Disney fan by any means, but he was from Louisiana and he loves Star Wars, so I wanted him to see New Orleans Square and Star Tours. That Disneyland experience was quite different around someone who knew more about Star Wars than I knew about Disney, and who probably had been to the real New Orleans more times than I'd been to the fake one in Disneyland. Most of my visits to the Disney parks between 1995 and 2006 were actually work trips when I could pop into the parks in the evenings. Those were the only times I've ever been to the Disney parks by myself, and I'm not sure I'd ever want to go and take an actual solo vacation. I guess I really like taking a date, which is why the rest of my visits were actual vacations with a girlfriend. And just like each girlfriend was different, each experience with someone else was different as I got to see the parks through their eyes. Sometimes I was with someone who loved to shop and I got to explore every single gift shop in the parks. Sometimes I was with someone who really liked the idea of world travel, so I got to explore every nook and cranny of Epcot's World Showcase. Sometimes I was with someone who really liked shows or eating, and, and of course, there was the time I spent 10 days chasing down cartoon characters for autographs. I guess if it had been left up to me, I'd never have done anything but just ride stuff. With that said, I'm going to share something a bit different from the normal park hopping podcasts. This, of course, is absolutely the wrong thing for me to be doing. People listen to these shows for a reason, whatever that reason is, and if I change things up so I'm not providing that reason to listen. I fully expect some people won't listen. So I'll just warn you now, some of the upcoming episodes are going to feature a discussion with my girlfriend, Deandra, who I took with me on vacation in December 2006 to Orlando, Florida. Though she had visited Disneyland and Universal Studios in California before, she'd never ever been to Florida. So once again, I got to share in someone's first time. And this time, we'll share a bit of that with you. 
If you happen to be so jaded from hundreds of theme park visits over your lifetime, maybe you'll find this a fun and refreshing diversion. Or maybe you've never made your first visit to Walt Disney World and might find the comments from someone like yourself more interesting than comments from someone like me. Either way, that gives you an idea of what you can look forward to or fast forward through. We visited the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney MGM Studios, and Disney's Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World, then made a trip to Universal Studios Florida and Universal's Isle of Adventure, and to round things off, we even made it out to SeaWorld. All of these places I'd been to before, though I hadn't been to SeaWorld since before Epcot opened. But they were all fresh and new to Deandra, so maybe her first-time impressions will be fun to listen to. Hey, we'll find out. Well, it's Sunday, December 3rd, and our day started at 4.45 this morning. We're currently in the Ohio, where is it, Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky Airport. Yes. With, and with me is Deandra, who is going to be taking her very first trip to Orlando and uh, the Disney parks. What do you think? I'm incredibly excited. Can't wait. This flight's going to be so long. Four hours on this huge plane. It was uh, 12 degrees in Des Moines this morning. Yes, it was. It'll be 85 in Orlando. The change in the shorts immediately after we get off. <laughs> All right. And that's how our journey began. A few hours later, we found ourselves at the Orlando International Airport, where DeAndre would get her first taste of Disney when she heard the voice of Jack Wagner on the little transportation system they have at the airport. Alright, so off and on, as the next couple of park hopping podcasts are done, I'm going to put in little episodes which were parts of conversations I had with Deandra talking about this trip and trying to get her first impressions about these attractions that folks like me have gotten so jaded about we really don't pay attention to like we used to, or certainly not like we did the very first time. And I wanted to show her around the parks in the order that they were built. So we'll begin today with a conversation dealing with our first day at the park. We started out at the Magic Kingdom, or as folks called it back in 1976, Disney World. Please hold on to the handrail. The shuttle is approaching the main terminal building. When the shuttle stops, please exit and follow signs to baggage claim B. Okay, first, Deandra, tell me what, what amusement parks and theme parks you've gone to. Uh, let's see. I've gone to Bush Gardens in Virginia, Williamsburg, Virginia. I've been to Six Flags in St. Louis and in California. I've been to the Universal in California. I went to Disneyland when I was like 16, but I don't really remember it very much, and I didn't really do a whole lot because uh, I had some sort of stomach virus, so I basically sat around while everybody else wrote everything. I've been to Worlds of Fun. Which is in Kansas City. Kansas City. I keep thinking I've been to more than that. Yeah, I, I would think there's another place you've been, considering you've had annual passes there the last two years. Oh, yeah, Adventureland. <laughs> Our good old home amusement park of, of Adventureland. All right. Okay, so in December, I brought you to um, Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Yes. And the only reference you had then was uh, remembering your trip uh, to Disneyland many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about that trip. Actually, you know, I think that may not be uh, the Orlando airport. Where'd we stop over? Uh, but there's palm trees. 
because the other place we stopped at was uh, Cincinnati. So Cincinnati wouldn't have palm trees because it's in Ohio. Okay, so we flew into the Orlando International Airport, and you got to see Orlando palm trees. Yes. And we got to take that little shuttle thing and hear the uh, voice of the Disney monorail. Yeah, that was cool. Okay, and we were at Walt Disney World for both the Christmas celebrations and part of the Year of a Million Dreams. Mm Mm-hmm. So it meant they had all their extra decorations up about that. And let's see, so uh, I wanted to take you to the uh, theme parks in the order that they were built. So the first place we were going to go is to the Magic Kingdom, which was originally uh, opened in 1971. And that was the the outside parking area where we had to take either the uh, monorail or the ferry boat to get over to the theme park. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think so far about driving onto Disney property? I was really surreal, really, because it was like entering a whole new world. It's like now entering, you know, the rest of the world from or now exiting the rest of the world from Disney World. Because that's what it that's what it felt like the whole time. It's just like you weren't I don't know, you weren't in a normal place anymore. Not in Kansas anymore. That's a good decision Walt made back in the 60s when they tried to buy up as much of the land around there as they could. Now, we uh, we didn't have our passes yet, did we? Uh, you had your pass, I did not. All right, good. I had been there in October, so I had already purchased an annual pass in October, so we were going to fix you up with an annual pass. That way we didn't have to worry about parking or anything and could hopefully uh, get discounts. Plus, it means if we go back again in the next year, you don't have to buy the ticket again, and that saves hundreds of dollars. Yes, but at first we, we got me a 10-day ticket, just in case we decided not to get me an annual ticket for some reason. Oh, that's right. Okay, so we were going to start out by getting you a uh, 10-day ticket, is that right? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, and let's see, what was the 10-day ticket? Can we see what that says? We're looking at pictures right now. $216, is that right? $216. All right, and considering like a two-day ticket was like 100 and... A three-day ticket was like 191 or something, so it was a very easy step up to go to go to a 10-day. Yeah. All right, and then we always had the options of if it, was, if it looked like it was going to be worth that you wanted to come back to it, we would uh, change it out for an annual pass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we took the monorail over to the Magic Kingdom, because that's the uh, cool thing. You can ride a boat anywhere. What do you remember about the monorail? Uh, oh, look, there's me standing in front of the monorail. Um, I just remember feeling very... I mean, it was very cool to be on the monorail, but it was just kind of crazy and creepy at the same time because you're on this little train and there's this itty-bitty track below you and all you can see is ground and it's like, oh, scary. So you hadn't been on a monorail before? Did you ride the one out in Disneyland? I don't remember. (laughs) I mean, I'm thinking I, I, I probably did, but I don't really remember. And of course, at the Magic Kingdom, they had Christmas decorations up. Uh huh. Very pretty. And we had to go through their uh, security screening because uh, uh, the Magic Kingdom, of course, is a terrorist target. (laughs) There's me emptying out my bag. Me sliding in my ticket, I think. Or no, she's telling me to put my finger on the pad. That was was a very unique experience to have to, you know, take your fingerprint when you put a ticket through a, a thing. Well, officially, I think Disney doesn't call it fingerprinting. I think they call it biometrics. Ooh, fancy. At least they used to call it that. And there's those cow things. That must be from a cartoon from, like, before I was around or something, because I don't remember what those characters were. And there's the train station. Let's see. Here you leave today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, in fantasy. Little uh, plaque there going into Main Street. And um, 
So we actually were getting there in late afternoon. We flew in from Iowa, and we were there late afternoon to uh, have a little bit of time exploring the parks. Uh, the characters were out on Main Street, and uh, do you remember the size difference between this and, and what Disneyland was like? Can you remember the size of Disneyland compared to this? Mm, not really. I'm thinking that... I know, for some reason, I, I remember Disneyland being smaller. Yeah, Disneyland is considerably smaller. Okay. Yeah, that's part of the reason he built this, uh, you know, so large, is because he didn't have the room in California when they were buying the park in the 50s. And, of course, we get there right before a parade time, so we got to kind of walk and avoid a lot of crowds that were camped out along Main Street and um, take a look at it. Now, I, I have certain traditions I do when I go to Disney. I like to hit things like Pirates in the Haunted Mansion first. Did you have a favorite Disneyland ride? Uh, I don't remember. I don't like like I said I had some sort of stomach thing, but I do remember riding the Matterhorn. That that's probably the only one that I remember riding. And it's one of the ones that they don't have in uh in Florida. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so we walked up and I took you through the castle into Fantasyland and um which is, you know, kind of if you're going to go see the Magic Kingdom, your first stop really should be Fantasyland. Yeah, there's a small world. And through the edge of uh, Fantasyland always comes back out towards uh, Liberty Square where the Haunted Mansion is, and that's my favorite ride, so I, I think that was going to be your introduction to um, to the Magic Kingdom is, is riding the Haunted Mansion. Tell me about the Haunted Mansion. I thought it was, like, really awesome, because you go in and you're in that little room and there's the, the, the room stretches and the photographs you actually show how those people died and there's a creepy voice and the screaming at the at the end with the person hanging from the ceiling and that that's like a really awesome introduction into a ride because usually when you go to these amusement parks you just enter a queue line and there might be some theming but usually you're just standing in line and then you wait to get on uh the you know the ride and that's pretty much it but I think that's such a cool addition to a queue line is have you in this room where it tells you a story and all these things happen. Right, that's, uh, that's called a pre-show. And now, do you remember riding the Haunted Mansion in California at all? I don't think so. I don't think we did. Uh, the thing is, is, is that uh, Disneyland, um, you know, my, my grandparents, my grandparents were with me, my mother was with me, which my mother was there for the 25th anniversary, by the way. And uh, I don't think they knew how Disneyland worked as far as the lines and everything. And and did they have Fast Pass in 98? Uh, no, it re started rolling out in 99. Okay, so a lot of these roids had like had like 72-minute waits. And there was a lot of them we'd you know, walk up and be like, eh, 72 minutes. And so I imagine the major ones like the Haunted Mansion we probably didn't go on because the lines were so long. Well, now, you know, even with a long line, the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean and fast-moving I did lines. ride Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, so you'd seen that. I, I did, yes. Okay, now, had you, had you ever been on a ride like the Haunted Mansion before? Like a dark ride? Well, the closest thing to a dark ride I think I've been on is the underground here at Advent and here in Des Moines, Iowa's Adventureland. That's an indoor roller coaster with some animated scenes. So that's really your only dark ride experience before seeing the uh, Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, the Haunted Mansion opened originally at Disneyland in 1969. Then it opened with Disney World in 1971. So you were, you know, you're really looking at a ride that was over 35 years old. So uh, that's how they built them 35 years ago. That's amazing. And what'd you think of the ghosts in the ballroom? That, I, I was trying to figure out how they did that. Uh, it's obviously a hologram, but I don't know how holograms work. And it looks so real, like they were real ghosts. 
There you go, 1960s technology still wowing first-time visitors. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, we uh, did a lot of little other things in the park. We eventually ended up over um, in Frontierland to check out uh, Splash Mountain. Now, you've ridden a log flume ride before, like the one in Iowa, right? Yep. Okay, what about uh, Splash Mountain? How's that compare to the log rides you're used to? Uh, well, usually when you ride a log ride, you know, you just get on the log, and you go up the hill, there's a splash, you might go through some little river rapids things, and then you go down a big hill, there's a splash, you get wet, and you're done. Uh, Splash Mountain, I couldn't believe how long it was, number one, because, you know, usually, like I said, your long food rides are just, you know, up a hill, down a hill, up a hill, down a hill, and you're done. Uh, this one was incredibly awesome because you go through all these animated scenes, and it tells a story, and it's just, it's just really cool because it's, you know, better than the up the hill, down the hill, and splash. So what was the story to Splash Mountain? I remember, okay, I remember, like, going through, wasn't there the, the queue line was when the toad shadow of him in the... Right, right, that's right, in, right, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's in the queue line. Okay, uh, I remember there was a bear and a rabbit and, gosh, what was that story? <laughs> well, at least it's memorable. Yeah, and there's a fox. Yeah. Okay, and then we ended yep. up over in Adventureland to check out the Florida version of Pirates of the Caribbean. And the McDonald's fries. Uh, right, of course. <laughs> and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean had had some changes done to it since I had last seen it. Uh, well, you know, since I hadn't been there since 99, they had some changes done that I got to see in October. And uh, what do you uh, remember about Pirates? Johnny Depp, or <laughs> more correctly, uh Captain Jack Sparrow. The Jack Sparrow animatronics. You're very good. Which was absolutely amazing because it was so fluid and, you know, it almost looked real. Yay, all the Christmas decorations. Lots of Christmas decorations. And then we wanted to head over to uh, Tomorrowland. The uh, Munsters Incorporated um, Laugh Floor Comedy Club was still uh, under construction, but we wanted to check out a few things over there. And, uh,. Looks like we headed over to Stitch's Great Escape. Now, I had not actually seen Lilo and Stitch. Lilo? Lilo. I hadn't seen Lilo and Stitch until, I guess, last week. So I had never, <laughs> I didn't know anything about Stitch. I, I knew what he looked like, and I talked to him on the telephone at Disneyland. But, um, so I didn't actually understand how amazing this ride was as far as references to the movie until I saw the movie last week. So uh, what did you think of, of Stitch's Great Escape? It was definitely a ride unlike I'd ever been on with the uh, the the part where he belches the chili dog and you smell chili dog and the different the the animatronic robots in the beginning giving you a course through you know watching over this prisoner and the 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 stitch animatronic and his shadow running around the room it was really cool now did you like the uh the movie the stitch movie i did i think it i thought it was very cute okay do you like the uh stitch ride yeah i like the ride okay do you do you think it was like the movie or not like the movie i'd say it was pretty close to the movie yeah and that's a a rethemed ride it was something it was built to be something else it was built to be alien encounter and then they retrofitted it to kind of add the stitch to it did it feel like it was something else before could you tell no okay so it was pretty stitchful i guess yes okay and then while we were there we went and rode um space mountain do you remember space mountain from disneyland no 
Had you ever been on an indoor roller coaster no, before? No, I had never been on an indoor roller coaster before. All right. What did you think of Space Mountain? It was it was a lot of fun. Um, usually, though, when you're on a roller coaster, you know how you kind of move because you're seeing where the coaster's going to go because you can see the track. The trippy thing about Space Mountain was I couldn't see the track at all, so I had no idea where I was going. And all of a sudden, I was turning this way and looping this way, and it added a whole new thrill. Well, what do you like? Being a roller coaster. Yeah, what do you like better? Something like the uh, wooden roller coaster at Adventureland, the Outlaw, or something like Space Mountain? I would say Space Mountain. Really? Which one's a better roller coaster as far as thrills? And Space Mountain. (laughs) And, you know, I believe Space Mountain goes maybe half the speed of the one at uh, Adventureland? I I imagine that it does, but it's just, I don't know, the whole riding in the dark thing's really thrilling. You know, they actually have fans. Um, I'm... Probably, they're probably in Florida as well, but they put fans on the ride blowing air that you pass by to give you the illusion you're going faster inside Space Mountain. Really? Yes, lots of fans. So you're not really going that fast at all? No, 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 what, I don't know, 30 miles an hour, something like that. We could look it up on the Wikipedia. (laughs) And um, we also grabbed a bite to eat over at uh, the um, Cosmic Ray's place, the burger place. Do you remember what you had as your first meal at Disney? I had a bacon cheeseburger. Bacon cheeseburger. Um, at, at Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe, uh, well, how was the food? Was it okay for theme park food? Yeah, I thought it was pretty decent. I mean, I like how you can just get your burger and then go add whatever you want to it. That's a bonus. Not bad for theme park food. Yeah. Do you remember what we wrote after that? <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Okay, now, again, another one of these rides. Have we hit anything at all that was similar to anything you'd ridden at any of these Six Flags or anything places? I mean, you'd been on a log flume and you'd been on a roller coaster. Yeah. What about Buzz Lightyear? No, never been on anything like Buzz Lightyear. Okay, and Buzz Lightyear, you know, it's another dark ride like the Haunted Mansion, except you got to shoot things. Uh-huh. And uh, did you like it? I did. Yeah, if you like that one, wait till except you see. Except for that part when you turn the car around and around and around. Round. Well, it's Buzz Lightyear <laughs> Space Rangers spin. If you don't spin, you're just wasting part of the r- the ride. Now, if you like that one, the uh, the second generation, the later generation they've got at Disneyland will blow you away. It's a lot, a lot better. Puts this one to shame. Okay, and uh, what did we hit later on that night? I believe we hit the Jungle Cruise. The jungle Cruise at night. And had you ever ridden the Jungle Cruise before at Disneyland? I don't think we did. Okay, and what what type of ride is the Jungle Cruise? It's a boat ride through a jungle with animatronic animals popping out everywhere. Okay, and uh, what'd you think? I thought it was cool. You thought the Jungle Cruise was cool? It was cool, yes. What made it cool? Uh, Well, I like how the skippers try to be funny and kind of make a story about all the different little animatronics that pop up, like the, the natives and stuff like that. Obviously, you know, you're... Your experience is based on whether or not you have a, you know, a good skipper who's talented enough or has good improvisation skills. <laughs> mm, or, yes. Okay. Very good. Very good. So you got the feeling that they were making up the jokes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good. Well, I mean, we went on it twice and they, I mean, they, they, sure, they had a couple jokes that were probably the same, but they each had their own, their own style and their own little things that they like to do. So that was a lot of fun. Welcome back. That was part one, covering our first partial day at the Magic Kingdom. I'll be continuing these first-timer interviews with Deandra in future shows, but next episode we'll probably be park hopping back to the West Coast to spend some time at Disneyland. 
Or maybe not. I guess I just really don't know anything other than, in the future, I'll have more audio, videos, and other things from the parks to share with you. And speaking of sharing, the next time you're there, be sure to take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, especially if you're there with a first-timer, because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again. If you want to drop me a note, my email address is podcast at disneyfans.com. If you'd rather use the telephone, you can dial 206-2030-ACP. That's for another crappy podcast. Again, 206-2030-227, and leave me a voicemail. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 64, her first time, part one. Thanks for listening. Another crappy podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting (sighs) podcasts.